You are now listening to Supernatural Breakthrough with Mike Signorelli. The unseen realm, ancient wisdom, and your freedom awaits in this episode. Remember, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, a new episode drops. Come on, let's jump right in. I want to be very clear that Chesley Chris's life did not have to end in tragedy. She was 30 years old. She won Miss USA in 2019. She was an attorney, incredibly intelligent. She was an entertainment news correspondent and she was a fashion blogger, which means if there was ever a goal to be funny, engaging, to be beautiful, to be intelligent, she had it all. Anything that you endeavor in life to be, she had it. So a lot of times we think of the kind of people who commit suicide as thinking, you know, oh, I'm not successful. I don't have money. Life is so unfair. Listen, if there was any such thing as winning in life, if there was any such thing as accomplishing, she did it. So suicide is not simply a problem among people who are losing in life. It is something that plagues everybody. She was from North Carolina, so she didn't live in a uh, second or third world country. She was here in the United States. She was a civil attorney who, you know, she conducted free legal work for prisoners. So her life had purpose. It wasn't like she was looking for purpose. And, um, you know, she was licensed in two states. She earned a law degree and MBA from Wake Forest University after completing her undergraduate work at University of South Carolina, where she was a track athlete. This is crazy. And I'm going to give you a spiritual insight to how even when you accomplish much with your life, sometimes you're accomplishing from a place of pain, hoping that if you stack all these accomplishments up, the pain will go away. But I'm here to tell you, you got to go deeper than that. I wish I could have spoken this message today to Chesley Christ. So she died after jumping from a building in Manhattan. This is what police say. She was an attorney who sought to help reform America's justice system, as well as a fashion blogger. And I mean, she was just like, it was crazy how much she did with her life. And she had this seemingly great life, just like people might look at you if you're watching this right now, and they might say, well, their life is awesome. They have the white picket fence and the nice house. They have the attractive spouse. They have the good job that's consistent in the vacation. You know, come on, can you jump in the chat right now if you know that what I'm saying is true? People from the outside looking in think that the grass is always greener on the other side. They think that everyone else's life is always better. And they could even look at you and be jealous of what you want, but you yourself don't even want it. It's not enough. Can I get an amen? Let me talk to you about suicide statistics. So according to the Center of Disease Control and Prevention, the leading cause of the death uh, reports in 2019, suicide was the 10th leading cause overall in the United States. Let me just say this, 47,500 people, and it's probably more, claimed their lives over suicide. This is crazy. Suicide, drop in the chat right now so we can build a big global spiritual family of support. If you have lost a loved one as a result of suicide, drop a comment right now in the chat so everybody can see you. And I want everybody to see how this affects. You know, another research shows that there's an estimated 1 million people worldwide, 1 million who die by suicide every year. So I know this is a global broadcast. I know we're only a few minutes into this teaching, 
But it is crazy to think about the fact that one million human beings will kill themselves each year. If you've been alive for 30 years, that's 30 million people. 40, 50, 60 years, that's 50 million people, okay? And so I need you to understand how important this message today is. And um, let me just say this last statistic. Globally, suicide ranks among the three leading causes of death. So we talk about we need to eradicate cancer. We talk about we need to eradicate, you know, um, we need to eradicate heart disease. But let's talk about suicide. Those who are aged 15 years old to 44 years globally, it's with the three leading causes of death. So if you know somebody who's 15 years old to 44 years old, they are more likely to die of suicide, killing themselves than they are uh, almost any other thing. And so look at the comments right now. Look at the people who lost cousins, brothers, uncles, fathers. When I do deliverance and cast demons out of people and I deal with wounds, I cannot tell you how many times a multi-generational demon of suicide comes to the, And you know what I hear all the time? Fathers. Yesterday, I cast so many demons out of people that in discerning what was happening, and I've got it on footage to prove it, they, they, it was literally the suicide of the father. And the dad killed themselves. And as a result of dad killing himself, um, there was this multi-generational curse of suicide. Now, I want to give you seven examples of suicide in the Bible quickly, because the Bible is ancient wisdom for a modern problem. The Bible is not the story of what happened. It's the story of what always happens. And so we see seven examples of suicide in the Bible. And so the Bible speaks of this problem. And scientists are trying to figure out how to fix cancer. Scientists are figuring out how to fix heart disease. But the Bible speaks clearly, clearly, clearly to this issue. If you're watching right now and you've been feeling like killing yourself, you're about to get freedom at the conclusion of this video. Number one, it says this in Judges chapter 9, verse 54. Amalek called hastily unto the young man, his armor bearer, and it says this, and he said unto him, draw thy sword and slay me, that men say not of me. A woman slew him, and his young men thrust through him, and he died. And so there was this willful suicide in that moment. I'm going to choose the way I die. There's some people because of the situation, they're saying, I'm not going to say that cancer killed me. I'm not going to say depression killed me. I'm going to end my life. I'm in control. There's this spirit, this deception that says, I am going to give you control because oftentimes people who kill themselves feel like a lack of control. I, and so suicide, the lie of suicide, number one, is this feeling of control. I can end the pain. And you even hear that when you go to um, many different you know, when I, and I've done many funerals as a pastor and you hear this thing, Hey, they, they chose, they ended the pain. They finally, and there's this sense of, and we see that in judges chapter nine, verse 54, number two, Samson said, we talk about Samson. All of our kids coloring books in Sunday school are filled with the pictures of Samson, but Samson committed suicide. He said in Judges chapter 16, verse 30, let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed with all of his might and the house fell in upon all the people that were therein. Why? It was a justifiable suicide. He was telling himself, again, I can control. I can control. And as he was doing that, he pushed down the pillars of the temple of Dagon. Okay, number, number three, 
Saul, in 1 Samuel chapter 31, verse 4, it says, Saul took a sword and he fell on it. You're starting to see this, this thing play out. Now watch, Samson did not stay in the perfect will of God. And he was trying to redeem a situation. And the lie of the enemy was, I'm going to push down the pillars of the temple of Dagon and kill myself as well as all them. I'm going to justify it. Saul said, hey, I'm, I stepped outside the perfect will of God. I have not been obedient to his perfect will. And now I'm going to fall upon my own sword because I still have one last choice to make. This is the psychology of suicide. I know this teaching has been so good, but I wanted to pause for a second because I want to connect with you. Go to MikeSignorelli.com. Tell me your story. Check out all these resources I have available for you. And would you consider financially partnering? It's because people say, I'm going to join my finances with this podcast that we're able to reach so many people around the world. And I'll tell you this, we are good soil to sow into. So I'll see you at MikeSignorelli.com and thank you so much for your financial gift. Okay, let's jump back in. And so I know I'm speaking to somebody right now because I'm looking in the chat and people are saying, this is me. I'm crying right now. You're making me cry right now. But I believe the Holy Spirit is causing me to speak into your pain, into your situation, into the lies of the enemy. Number five, it says this in 2 Samuel chapter 17, verse 23. And Anathopel saw that his counsel was not followed. And he got home to his house, to his city, and he put his house in order, and then he hanged himself and died. But you see, it's like the, he, he, Anathoval, he put his house in order, then he died. It's not this weird form of like, things are so hopeless, I don't care. It's literally like, I'm going to set things in order, and then I'm going to end this because I'm still in control. And I want to show you that ultimate trust in the Lord is saying, no, I am not in control. I know this, but I am going to give control to him. I am going to put faith in him. Then there's this, this, there's this requirement of putting faith in him. Number six, it came to pass when Zimri saw that the city was taken, that he went to his, to the palace of the king's house and he burnt the king's house over with fire and he died. What do we see in 1 Kings chapter 16, verse 18? Hopelessness. I am going, now you see this is another form of suicide. It's another form of suicide. And I'm going to, and, and so here's the thing. There's this level of despair where you say, I'm going to actually make, and I'm saying this in air quotes for those of you listening, I'm going to make my life count by, by doing something destructive. Now, the Bible says that Satan came to kill, steal, and destroy. And so in 1 Kings chapter 16, verse 18, Zimri, he saw that the city was taken and he went into the palace of the king's house and he's like, I'm going to burn this house down, including killing myself. So there's this recklessness. That's why you see first person shooters. It's like, okay, I'm going to commit suicide, so at least let me kill as many other people as we can. And if you think that that situation is not common, there was a first-person shooter in Valparaiso, Indiana, when I owned a home there many years ago. It happened so much more than the news even covers it. A lot of murders are connected to the spirit of suicide because those demons, and I want to give you guys the, the deliverance aspect of this, these demons actually go together. And they partner together and, and they begin to, the, the, the demonic lie is I'm going to do something destructive and I'm going to destroy myself, but first I'm going to destroy other people. The dirty secret in my family, on, and this was through step family, my mother's, uh, my mother married uh, a man many years ago. Um, 
his father literally killed his wife and then turned the gun on himself. And it was a murder suicide. That's why you hear this together. And he did it because she had terminal cancer and then he got diagnosed with terminal cancer and he wanted to take control, but he literally killed his own wife, laid in the bed and then killed himself. And for as gruesome as that sounds, see, this is the, the, the devices of Satan. This is demonic because Satan came to kill, steal and destroy. Jesus said, I came to give life and life more abundantly. Jesus went around healing people. Jesus was the great physician. Jesus did what no one else could do. And so what happens is when you put, put your, um, when you put your trust and faith in Jesus, you say, I think that even though the doctors say it's terminal, I will not believe their report. I believe that God can do this. Or you say, even to like the, like the apostle said, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. And so to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And you, and you say, I may suffer and die of cancer, but in eternity scope, that is but yet a vapor. It's but yet just this small, you know, just portion of pain. And so, and so you, it's a different mindset. It's a different worldview and you come into the truth. Now I'm going to answer this question because I want to go a little bit deeper. But before I do, I need you to stay with me. Matthew chapter 27, verse five is the seventh scripture where it says, Judas cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and he went and he hung himself. Judas didn't believe that there was any redemption for him. Judas believed that he was too far gone. Judas believed there was no, now watch this. What if Judas was supposed to be the one preaching in Acts chapter two instead of Peter? Why was the cross not enough for Judas, but it was for Paul, Peter? I'm sorry, Peter, I meant to say. So in Acts chapter two, when Peter steps up under the power of the Holy Spirit, it was the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. He's washed by the blood of the lamb. He's been regenerated in his spirit. And he begins to preach boldly in Acts chapter two, being filled with the Holy Spirit and power. But let me just ask you this. Why, why couldn't Judas have had the same redemption? The difference was Peter stayed until the day where he believed and saw, I can now not just be a follower of Jesus, but I can, I can receive the sacrifice of Jesus and receive redemption. And so the thing about it is this, Judas, I honestly believe the craziest, most redemptive story in God, you know, in God's sovereign will, it all worked out the way it did. But how crazy would it have been if Judas would have got up and said, I betrayed him, but you all have betrayed him too with your sin, with your failure. And I almost hung myself, but I didn't hang myself. And then I found that Jesus still was able to forgive me. I was washed by the blood of the lamb and now I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. And now I'm preaching to you at Pentecost. How crazy would that have been? And so let me just answer this question because this, this broadcast, I believe, is going to end many suicides and change many lives today. But I need you guys to subscribe to my channel, ring the bell notification, join this army. I need you guys to take that little share button, tap it and text this message to people. I need you to tag your friends. I need you get, to get this into groups because you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And I'm, I'm not on a stage as a pastor right now. I'm just chilling in a room, bringing it to you honest and real so that people can get, can get free. So let me ask you this question. Does somebody who commits suicide automatically go to hell? Does somebody who commits suicide automatically go to hell? I want to read you this. 
Mark chapter three, verse 28 and 29 says, truly I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the children of man and whatever blasphemous blasphemes they utter, um, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. I will say this, as a pastor, I've wrestled with this question for a long time. Suicide falls under the category of sins that can be forgiven based on Mark chapter three, verse 28, 29. I believe the Lord looks at the condition of somebody's mind. Sometimes people are addicted to drugs. They're incredibly drunk and high and they make a permanent decision out of a temporary drunkenness. They make a permanent decision to end their life out of being temporarily high, drunk, in this crazy state of mind. And I believe that God is faithful and just to forgive. I believe that God knows. Now listen, ultimately as a pastor, I don't have the jurisdiction to tell you who's going to heaven and who's not. The Bible does say you will know them by their fruits. And I will say, um, I believe that for many of you who lost loved ones as a result of suicide, that you will see the love and the faithfulness of Jesus as a result of whether or not they accepted him as their savior. And I believe that according to Mark chapter three, verse 28 and 29, suicide does not fall under the category of sins that are unforgivable. And I want, I, I hope and pray that that brings some peace to you. I hope and pray that that brings some clarity to you. Because I know that oftentimes when people commit suicide, they make a permanent decision off of, off of a temporary drunkenness. And if they would have sobered up, if they were to gotten their right mind. Let me read you another scripture because I believe we got to go a little bit deeper. And then I want to pray. It says this in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things you've done, so none can boast about it. See, if you're considering suicide, it's probably because you're in pain and you see death as the only way to make that pain stop. But there is freedom and healing through Jesus. The pain can stop right now. Maybe the physical pain of your condition stays, or maybe you're supernaturally healed right now. But I'm telling you, you can get a completely different perspective. There's still purpose in you. You, you, you have songs, books, sermons, and they're locked up inside of you. Don't take them to the grave. Look me in my eyes right now. Don't take it to the grave. The graveyard is the place of greatest riches. The graveyard is the place where people's books and songs and ministries and businesses, it all went with them in their physical body because they took it to the grave when they killed themselves. They took it to the grave when they died. Do not do that. You got to go to death empty. All the songs got to come out. All the business got to come out. And if you're an atheist, <clears throat> Your biggest proof of God's existence right now in this moment is that he's using me to talk to you right now because you heard this message. Somebody tagged you, somebody shared this video and God wants to minister to you right now through this message. And if you can look back at your life, maybe you should have even died many times over. Maybe you should have already been gone. Maybe you should have already died. Like, think about this. You should have died in a car crash and you have the story that you didn't. You were, your mom and dad, maybe there's a story that they were going to abort you, but they didn't. Why are you here? You're here for such a time as this. And there's many other people who want to kill themselves that you're going to set them free. Maybe you already even had a suicide attempt and it wasn't successful. 
but it wasn't successful because God says, I got another, another definition of success for you. Why are you here? You're here because there's purpose on the inside, living inside of you. And don't let your pain stop you from fulfilling that purpose. We're here to carry it with you. Come on. Right now, if you want to be free, if you're in the chat, come on. I want you right now to drop a, a comment and tell me I want to be free from suicide. I want everybody to see you say it because we're a spiritual family and we're here together and you don't have to be alone. Please, please, please. Would you drop a comment right now and just say, I want to be free from suicide. That's me. I know that there's so many testimonies in this broadcast already. There's so many. Come on. Already somebody said that's me. Already, because you shared, because you tagged, it's already happening. Look at the comments. Look at him. This is amazing. I see you, Yolanda. I see you, Iris. Come on, God's princess. I see that. Look at this. Wow, look at the names. Just You guys can see the comments for yourself. This video matters. This, this teaching matters. Chesley Chris' life was not in vain because this suicide can actually serve as an example that you are more than your accomplishments. You are more than that. You are, you're more than that. You are a son or a daughter. And if I could have talked to Chesley Chris, I would have told her. I would have said, "Listen, what makes you valuable is not you being beautiful. You were beautiful before someone told you you were beautiful. What makes you valuable is not being your intellect and the ability to be a lawyer and all that. What makes you valuable is that you can." be a daughter of the king and you are royal blood before before they crowned you come on somebody before they crowned chesley christ as miss america she could have been crowned as royalty in the body of christ she could have been hey you're royal blood i want to pray for you right now if you're watching this guys will you all just pray with me I see so many people. I want to be free. You would just repeat after me. If you're one of these people that's saying, I watched this wanting to end my life, but now I believe that I've known the truth and I want Jesus. Come on, Desiree. There's so many of you. Wow. Kelly heard it. It makes me want to cry right now. Would you just pray this with me? Just say this out loud. Say, Heavenly Father, I give you my life, Jesus. Wash me clean of my sins. Make me new. Jesus, I don't want to die. I choose to live for you. I give you my life, Jesus, just as you have given me your life. I belong to you forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I want to pray for you right now. So I want you to turn your, your phone up, turn your tablet up. I want you to, if you're casting this to your television, turn it up because I'm going to break some spirits of suicide and depression off of you and destruction. And so as many of you repeated that verbally right now in the name of Jesus, I declare that they belong to the Lord. I break every single curse right now of suicide and destruction and death. I break every single curse, even the generational curses. Satan, listen to me, every foul demon, every unclean spirit, you cannot have them any longer. They do not belong to you. They are son and daughter of the king. And 
I declare right now, you must come out of them, loose them and let them go. Come out of them, every spirit of death and destruction, every spirit of suicide, every spirit of destruction. Go to the abyss now. Go face judgment now in the name of Jesus. Some of you are going to be coughing. Some of you are going to be sneezing. Some of you are going to feel like you want to vomit right now. I'm, I'm, I'm evicting the enemy. You do not belong anymore in their life. You cannot torment them. Every tormenting spirit, every spirit of infirmity and sickness and disease, every spirit of depression, go now in the name of Jesus. Come out of them now. Come out of their bodies in the name of Jesus. They belong to the King. They do not. Their body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. I see some of you in the comments saying, I'm yawning. That is these demons coming out of you. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers and high places. I command every demonic spirit, go now in the name of Jesus. Go in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for healing, healing, healing in the name of Jesus. Heal, heal their physical bodies. Restore their minds. Restore their minds, Jesus. Begin to restore. Somebody says, I'm coughing. I, devil, I bind you. Every unclean spirit, I bind you. I bind you now. Every spirit of despair, come out. Despair, I speak to you now. Go. Every spirit of hopelessness, go in the name of Jesus. Now, out, out, every single one of you. In the name of Jesus, I, I see many of you saying, I'm crying, I'm yawning, depression, destruction. Go now in the name of Jesus. Wow. Thank you, Father, for deliverance. Many of you are saying, I'm yawning, I'm crying, I'm coughing. Jesus' name, thank you. This is amazing. Thank you, Father. Many of you are crying right now. Come on, I see it in the comments. You guys can see it as well. Let me just pray one last time as we come to a close today. And I believe that God has done so much through this broadcast. Father, for every single person that is struggling, for every single person, Lord, that you brought to this place, I thank you for complete and total restoration, complete and total healing now, complete and total healing now. And I thank you for their freedom. In Jesus' name. Come on, come in. Everybody jump in the comments and say amen, amen. Well, we are coming to the end of yet another incredible time together. Every Monday, every Wednesday, and Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I am posting a new podcast so that you can be equipped and learn and grow. And you know, if you got this far, you may want additional mentorship and you may want to connect with me on a deeper level, which is why I have the Breakthrough Community. If you visit Mike's signorelli.com or breakthroughteaching.com. You can become a monthly financial partner for $27 a month or $297 for the entire year. You can come into the breakthrough community. We do monthly Zooms. Yes, monthly Zooms. It's wild. People from all over the world are there including prophetic seminars and teachings that literally are banned on other platforms. All of it's waiting for you, including a private Facebook group with all of the other Breakthrough Community members. So again, go to MikeSignorelli.com or BreakthroughTeaching.com and become a monthly partner. I can't wait to see you there and I will see you in the next podcast episode.